Hey guys, it's your boy Tito here. Before we start the show, uh, I wanted to bring up something that's near and dear to my heart, which is suicide prevention. Okay. Um, everybody knows somebody, unfortunately, that has been affected by suicide. Somebody was in pain that just couldn't take it anymore. So um, it's okay to not be okay, guys. It's okay, but you need to talk to someone. People are going to miss you. So if you ever feel a need that you want to talk to somebody with no judgment, call the suicide prevention hotline. It's going to be 1-800-273-8255. And for my veterans out there, my brothers, we got to be our own keeper. You see somebody posting something funny on social media, give them a call. Reach out. Don't just sit around drinking beer, talking about the old memories. Call your fucking buddy and live those memories again with them, okay? You underestimate the power of a phone call and talking to someone and telling them that you love them. Because I can tell you for a fact, like any other veteran, I have brothers of mine that I love. They're my brothers. We have to be our keepers, okay? So if you're a veteran and you don't feel like talking, like I'm not a big talker either, you can text 838-255. And what they'll do is they'll connect you to a VA responder. And they'll just communicate with you via text message and talk you up to whether you want to see a specialist or whether you just want to talk on, you know, on the line. That's okay, too. Now, vets, if you're out there feeling funny, also a resource that's available to you for free is the vetselfcheck.org, okay? It's going to be vetselfcheck.org. It's a self-test, okay, and just to make, you know, let you know where your head is. And also the, what they'll do is they'll link up a responder, a VA responder to you via uh, instant message platform, you know, at the end of the test. OK, so, guys, please reach out to your people. Be your brother's keeper, whether you're a motorcyclist, whether you're you know, a civilian, who, no matter who you are. It's OK to not be OK. We love you. Everybody, much love and respect. Let's start the episode. What is going on, guys? It's the Motorcycle Dad with Tito. It's your boy, 10 Take Tito here. Seems like I've been taking this episode like 10 takes. But either way, guys, this episode, we got some moto news. Uh, some interesting things happened in the power sports industry. Uh, I'll fill you guys in on a new segment, or not necessarily segment, as much as it is a new section on the website. The website is impowersports.com. It's called Tito's Toolbox. Some tips and tricks for you guys, and I'll explain it to you later for some money-saving tips. Take care of your ride. Take some pride in your in your shit, okay? Take care of that thing. But uh, first off, I had a really good weekend. Uh, went out of town with the family, took them to Disneyland, had some fun with my cousin, the Prima. She came out, too. That was pretty cool. We had a pretty good Disney day. What The park wasn't packed. We went on a Friday, so the park wasn't overly packed. Uh kid is old and tall enough now to ride some of the rides that we weren't able to ride before kind of pr- pushed her to the limit to see how far she can go and you know i got her crying but you know it was all good she still had fun we had beignets and uh life was good i got to do some star wars nerd shit as usual i love uh nerding out over there we built a new uh, bb8 remote control droid so that's always cool and guys it's not about anything else more than just spending time with my family That's why I love going to Disney so much because it's a place where we can all have fun. And I don't mind plugging Disney because I was talking. So definitely go to fucking Disney. (laughs) But it's a great time if you can afford it. It, Get with me offline if you ever want to learn some of my baller and a budget tricks. Maybe I'll put it on on the new posting. But here it is. Speaking of which, uh, I Am Power Sports has a blog. So I'll 
talk about that a little bit more on the second segment. But uh, let's get into this moto news, guys. So talk about the Challenger Challenge. Like the first one, they pulled the fucking food truck. Then they had the zero to, you know, quarter mile fucking little drag race thing. But the taco truck was like, all right, guys, I hear you try to prove a point. But that shit's kind of ridiculous in all fairness. Uh, it's been pretty fun to watch the backlash on the interwebs of everybody losing their fucking minds, having arguments. You have more of your Harley guys are getting really super fucking butthurt about the specs and about it. And they're like, oh, these guys are just full of shit. They're paid by Indian. Uh, yeah, they are paid by Indian. But at the same time, some of the stuff isn't far off. I do have something that's interesting before I get to uh, any other portion of the Challenger Challenge test where they make a space shuttle disappear with David Copperfield. So I talked about before that the specs that they always give out is crank specs. So I had not seen any dyno room specs until now. They're out on YouTube. They're all out there. Motherfuckers running this thing on the dyno. So this is the numbers that we got, okay? So now on the Harley Davidson, I'm gonna give you a range and fair range because I think that the numbers that I saw from the was I think it was cycleworld.com review on YouTube. You guys go check it out. All right. I'll fucking post up the link on the Facebook page or something. But they did their own head to head challenge. Okay. Now, a part of that was the dino room. Now, their dino room readings were on the lower side, and I've seen some dino room readings on the higher side. So I gave a range so you can make your judgment. Because, I mean, I am trying to make sure everybody has the most information possible. I've only seen one dyno room video of the Indian, whereas I've seen a couple of them for the Harley-Davidson Milwaukee 8 114 motor. Okay, so horsepower at 5,500 RPM or 5,500 RPM, you're sitting at 78 to 86 horsepower on the Harley-Davidson 114. Torque at 3,300 RPM, you're looking at 100 to 108. Now, it varied per dyno because I saw three different dyno pulls, so I gave the range in which I saw that. Now, on the Indian, the 108, we're looking at 103.11 horsepower at 5,500 RPM and 113 foot-pounds of torque at 3,300 RPM. So, I mean, just by spec-wise, the Indian is winning. The challenger is winning the challenge. But, okay, I will say this much, because coming from a rider's perspective, I'm a Harley owner. One of the things is I like the way the Harley feels. Like, that rubber-mounted motor makes a difference. Now, even the CycleWorld.com guys, they admire the fact that it feels like the Harley has more of a soul. And as a Harley owner and rider and enthusiast, I can definitely appreciate that because I remember one trip that me and my wife took. We took a Gold Wing from Miami to Orlando. The Gold Wing was perfect. It was too fucking perfect for me. I rode a Harley back. Deb was miserable, but <laughs> she fucking hated it. It was such an uncomfortable ride for her, but I loved the ride more. It felt better, but I could definitely tell I was riding, you know, a slower bike. It didn't have nearly as much fucking power. You know, 80 miles an hour, 85 miles an hour, two up. Motor feels like it's straighted on a Harley. Whereas on the Goldwing, dude, I could fucking walk all day. Everybody that had a Harley. So on that respect, I can understand what they're saying. They said that there is a lag on the Challenger. 
because of uh, the throttle response on it, lag. But what they're saying is you could turn off, I think it's your traction control, and then it helps improve it. And another thing is with the Challenger, you have different sport modes, you know, you have a, or different riding modes, rain, regular, and then sport. Now, by far, everybody has mentioned that the suspension is far superior because with the inverted forks, the mono mounted, and what I mean by mono mounted, okay, it's what Harley transitioned to, which is the single mounted rear shock that comes up underneath the frame of the seat almost. They call that mono mounted. It's one shock mounted in the middle. Now, if you guys remember, Harley used to have the soft tails with the two bottom frame mounted shocks, which are fucking horrible on the soft tails, by the way. Fucking horrible. Especially when you lower them things. Fucking ridiculous. Neither here nor there. Mono mount it gives the, the frame a little bit more flex, more control. Definitely a better move for Harley to improve the suspension. But uh, do I think it's enough versus the Challenger? Everybody says, I mean, yeah, liquid cool V twin for one, but the suspension is what they mention. Every rider mentions the most out of everything is that fucking suspension. Accoutrements, you can, you know, all oh, the windshield and all the modes. Some, some Harley riders give zero fucks about that. Some Harley riders give zero fucks about suspension, but they're saying the suspension is the biggest difference in that fucking ride. I can vouch for that because I felt the suspension on baggers before in Harleys. So I I understand what they're saying. Like my suspension, look, I've fucking put money into it and it still fucking sucks. I'll be 100% honest with you. There are some good companies out there making good stuff for Harley suspension. Legends out there making great shit. Uh, I think GP Racing's out there making good shit, but still, or KTEC too. KTEC's out there making good shit too, but that's neither here nor there. Look, this stuff is coming. Now, I do have a correction about the price before I get into the next portion of that. The price is about the same $27.99, $27.99 matchup, a road glide off the showroom floor with a Challenger. Now, I know I mentioned before they were saying MSRPs are starting at $21.99, but of course that's implying that you're getting a base, base model with not a nail, nada. Now, one of the things that also the Harley has an upper hand on, or not the Harley, but the Indian has an upper hand advantage on is the fact that it has what they're calling, it's been in sport bikes for years now, uh, lean angle uh, traction control. So basically, if you're over in a lean and you start applying your brakes, uh, the computer will adjust so that way you don't low slide out and everything locks up. Now, of course, you still have to correct the bike and straighten the bike up like normal riding. I mean, because that's how it is when you're stopping at a turn. But either way, it allows you that extra stopping. Like, so say you're in a small lean, the car in front of you stops and, you, you know, it won't lock up and you'll actually work. Because normal ABS works up and down. But now you're adding that extra. I can't remember the actual nomenclature for the Bosch sensor. I know it's Bosch technology for that lean angle sensor. Now, Harley has it available too. I will give them props. They're now stepping the game up when it comes to these things, but it is a thousand dollar add-on option for you. So that's something to consider as well. Now, will you probably go into a dealer and most of the dealers have the bikes with it already on there? Yeah, but just keep that in mind when you're pricing everything up. So on to the challenger challenge for this week from Indian was, uh, this one actually wasn't so bad. This one was pretty, pretty logical was braking okay so both bikes are pretty much about the same it's around 880 or 70 something pounds i think it was 865 and harley was actually the road glide was actually lighter 
by like two pounds or some trash like that. So um, Harley looking good there. But when it can, and the braking is actually, and despite what people think, Harley has Brembo front brakes on there. Okay. They're just branded Harley Davidson. So, Har, you know, Brembo makes both of the front braking systems. Now, I, I always am a fan of, uh, I'm a sucker for, you know, for flashiness. So I like to see Brembo <laughs> quality. I think personally, the, the Brembo brakes on the Challenger look a little better. I think the rotors are about two millimeters also bigger, which means more stopping surface, stopping power, so on and so forth. But they did a test, and this is how they did the test, just to describe it to you as best way I can. Um, you had Kerry Hart, he rode the road glide, you know, got to a stopping point, passed the cones, how you do like in the riding test. He had to maintain his speed, so there was a consistency in the speed, and then had to apply both brakes as hard as he could and stop, and that was the distance, all right? Um, now, he did that on the Challenger, he did that on the Harley, and they took the average from him. Then they have, uh, they have Big, Big B, who's his partner. This dude's like, he's a freaking monster, bro. He reminds me of one of my homeboys Irish. Big motherfucker. Like, he's like 6'4", corn-fed ass dude. So he's not a small guy. And then they have him do the same thing. And then they took his averages and combined them together. Now, I can sit here and give you all of the fucking numerical numbers, but what it came down to is the average stopping distance that it was increased. So Challenger beat it, the Harley, by 18.3 feet, okay? Now, to me, it doesn't mean that all oh, like the brakes are that much better, but suspension has a lot to play in that too, guys. So think about that. Suspension has a big thing to do with also your stopping ability. So, you know, do that two millimeters make a difference? So you, I mean, I'm not gonna talk trash. Brembo makes both of the braking systems. Um, would it make that much of a difference? You know, maybe a foot or two, but I think the suspension is the part that makes up the biggest portion of those results. So, long story short, sum it up, the Challenger stopped 18.3 feet sooner than the robot did. Okay. So, something to think about. Let's see what they pull off next week. I hope they don't decide to pull like a fucking like a house or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's been a lot of people get butthurt or like this fuck dumb. This other, but guys, it's supposed to be fucking funny. And you know what? I could care less because here it is. We're talking about the tribes, right? Now, guys, be a little bit more open-minded, more positive. Like it brings fire to the sport. It brings attention to the sport. I go through the comments sometimes. And I just fucking laugh because I see these people going off and I don't laugh because they're arguing, but I'm laughing because it's like, it's bringing some fire back into the belly of our sport. There's supposed to be fucking competition. That's what I'm happy about more than anything else. It's now, it's no fun when just one guy wins. And look, the fact of the matter is everyone's going to be more critical on Harley Davidson because personally me as an American, I fucking love an American product. So, yeah, I'm going to be more critical because I believe that they are completely capable of doing more because I've seen it. I just think their leadership is a little off. Now, getting to that next portion of Moto News, um, Mac Le uh, Matt Levitage, which is the CEO or was the CEO of Harley-Davidson, decided to step down last Friday, um, citing, you know, he wanted to give them opportunity, get some new uh, leadership um, under there, get a new direction for the company and some other, you know, citations. What it came down to is, look guys, five years of slump sales. Yeah, not good. 
not good. I mean, I've commented on that before on the podcast, how it's a miracle. Like, man, I wanted to meet this guy because how you kept your job after that long. Get the fuck out of here. But that may be something to say about the culture. So Harley, he has stepped down. You know, I had my concerns when he dropped all of his shares, his, you know, his personal portfolio of Harley. He liquidated that a few months ago. But I was told by people in the industry, oh, that's a normal thing. They do that sometimes to help free up capital or so on and so forth. But I'm like, if everything's going good, you're not going to fucking sell your shares in Harley. I mean, I don't own any, so I can't speak of it. But either way, they're trying to spin this as something very positive for the company, which I think it can be. Um, You know, they put their money on the live wire to help, you know, drive millennial interest and stuff. And they've had conflicts and interest. Uh, Right now, they got the board is assigned acting CEO, one of the board members, a guy named last name Zitz. Zitz, I think is how you pronounce it. He's only a temporary uh, CEO. He's just interim while they continue their search because they are looking outside of the brand. They want to bring somebody in with some fresh eyes to help revitalize. And they're looking at this as a good turning point for the company. And I think I think it is. I think this is a good thing. Nothing against Matt Levitage, but I mean, they haven't really turned a profit since the Rushmore dropped. And even then they had quality control issues. So, you know, the Rushmore wasn't as a success as it could have been. Could have been a way bigger success. But uh, either way, Harley's going to continue to work through things. But this is pretty big news for them. You know, uh, that's a big power move to be played and a big change to be making. Now, um, some things that have hurt Harley have been the, the steel tariffs bought on by the current political environment. I don't like to talk politics, but it's something that has affected Harley. Um, they bought in a president of branding and then the dude got fired after six months because uh, like cited some like he did some inappropriate things or some shit i was like whoa so they've had a little difficulties when it comes to the leadership game so hopefully the person they bring in is pretty strong and you know can really turn it around i mean you talk about a phenomenally strong brand you know i mean it's me and me and my business partner Tony say it's like sometimes you got to throw spaghetti on the wall and see if it sticks and they've been throwing the wrong shit on the walls, but you know they—they they, I think they have potential there with some of the winners, like the the new Revolution motor, their liquid cool V twin. I think that's going to be a huge thing for them, and I'd love, 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 love to see Harley put that thing in a bagger frame and modernize the bagger and reach out to more of these guys, like you know San Diego Customs and some of these other shops that are doing some pretty cool stuff. I'm sorry if you know I, I miss you guys out there. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, but reach out to these guys a little bit more, work with them more. Um, that's what the kids are into nowadays. And that's where I say they have the biggest success in that. So let's see what Harley comes up with. Let's see what the new leadership comes about. I know there's stocks in the tank right now, but everybody's stocks in the tank. So that doesn't matter. Hopefully they come out on the other side of this. They get some fresh blood in there, some fresh ideas, because like I said, I know I'm critical on them, but I want to see them as an American company. I want to see them successful. And I want to see them successful in other ways that they haven't been successful before, not just in the V-Twin world. I think they have a lot more to offer. And once they start offering that a little bit more, like I said, that revolution motor, that thing drops, dude. I think that's going to be fire for them. Keep building on that shit. I got a ton of respect for that. So either way, I got a ton of respect for the brand anyways. As a, as a 
starting up business owner, man, you got the odds against you and to make something happen. Okay, anything's that's the beautiful about our country, man. Anything is fucking possible if you put your mind into it. Okay. Put your mind to this shit. Anything is fucking possible. And who the fuck am I to say that Harley can't turn it around and come out on the other side of this as the best motorcycle manufacturer in the world to be? Everybody's already gunning for him because they got the fucking crown for a reason. So <laughs> there it goes. I can be critical of him for all day, but I got a tremendous tremendous amount of respect for him as well. So all right, guys. Now, moving into the product of the week portion, started this thing on the website. It's called Tito's Toolbox, okay? Now, if you notice, you're going to go to the website. You're going to look at the Tito's Toolbox tab, and also, I'll be posting a link up on the page on the Instagrams and all that shits, okay? Basically, these are products that, it, first of all, you click on the link, it'll take you to Amazon because I'm not going to try to sell you guys some shit. <laughs> like somebody's done it better like why is that even a thing so it's like one of the things this week and i'll explain into it is a product that i've used to clean my bikes before started using another product before came short on it baller in a budget shit and found this product and it actually works great it's a sport bike trick but if you go in there you're going to find other things that i've talked about so you're going to find the blood racing lubricant chain lube you're going to find the battery charger that i use you're going to find uh, the Chrome Pro batteries uh, link that'll see you. And all these links go to Amazon. And I'll openly admit, guys, these are affiliate links. So basically, I do get a percentage from it, or me and my partner get a percentage from it. But like I said, it's not, you know, uh, it's not inflated pricing or anything. And if you can find it cheaper, I highly suggest go to it if you find it for a better price. But I did some research. I looked at these products. I found the best pricing I could. And I post the links up. So that way it makes it easier for you guys to find it. You're like, oh man, what the fuck was Tito talking about in that shit? Like, damn, what is that stuff again? Either go back through and listen to the episode again, which I oblige you. Thank you very much. Or you go to the website, iampowersports.com and check out Tito's toolbox. And you can look and I'll have everything right there. These are things that I've personally used. I'm not going to recommend anything that it's like, it's absolute garbage. I would never do that to you guys. So it's products that I personally use that I'll be like, yeah, dude, they're fucking decent. And instead of being, you know, a fucking schmuck and not spending any money at all and your bike goes to waste and it costs you even more money to get it ready, you could at least maintain your bike and save yourself that money in the long run, guys. That's what the mission is here in building this community. Give you guys the best tips and tricks for that. So I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek, the item of the week, but then I want to elaborate just a little bit more of it for my tips for the Joes in the second segment. So... Here it is, the tip and trick of the week, and the product of the week is lemon, limon, or me and Tony say, limon pledge. <laughs> you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay. So, back in the day, I used to have an ample amount of government resources called Plexus and Lint Freeze. Well, when I first bought my sport bike, the guys taught me in the unit, that's what you clean your bike with, plastic fairing bikes those gloss paint uh, you know gloss paint job bikes it is best use you know plexus a lint free and all the bugs would come off it acted like a wax coating it kept everything good now after my military career i became a baller on a budget and realized plexus was like 30 dollars a can 25 dollars a can in some places and i could not afford that being i was in school i was on a tight budget so i found an alternative which is called my free you guys know I love my free 99, my, 
special shout out to Rez, the entrepreneur for the free 99 thing. He That's his plug. But free 99, go to Harbor Freight, get you some free, you know, microfibers with the coupon and then some lemon pledge. And it does the same thing. Now, guys, like I said, YouTube it, Google it, make sure I'm not full of shit. But for gloss paint jobs. Now, I've seen people using on their matte paint jobs. It doesn't come out nearly as good. I don't suggest using it on matte paint jobs. This is for the gloss, gloss paint job guys uses. So I'm going to elaborate a little bit more into this and also talk about Tony, my homeboy, the Italian Stallions blog post. And I'll give you a little bit of details on that. Keep listening. What's going on, everybody? Boy Tito here for the second segment to elaborate a little bit more in our tip for the Joes, okay? So, Lemon Pledge. Remember, you got to say it like that to make it sound all fancy. We don't want you guys to think, you know, like, oh, man, I'm not spending more. I take care of my bike. Lemon Pledge, all right? Or as I call it, the axe spray for the motorcycle world, except better, all right? works really great for getting bugs off and that's why i say it's really important to use a microfiber guys because a microfiber lint freeze not a regular uh you know terry cloth towel cotton towel because that's when you get your swirl marks in there um spray especially if you have like bugs spray the lemon pledge directly on it like you know, bug little to help get it in there and knock it off if you can with your hand before you start wiping but most of the time if i'm just doing a quick in between wash wipe down of my motorcycle i will spray the lemon pledge on the cloth and then wipe over it and then i usually have another microfiber cloth where i wipe it clean you guys notice it has like this nice slick feeling to it it keeps uh it helps keep the bugs off it helps deflect little little pieces here and there i'm not going to sit here and say it's a cure-all like duct tape but the axe body spray of the motorcycle world aka lemon pledge is awesome you guys out there wondering what to clean your saddlebags with your saddlebag look a little ashy on the inside some of you harley guys you know what i'm talking about go in that bag it looks a little husky you put some butter on some cocoa butter on that ashy elbow of the saddlebag spray some lemon pledge up in that joint and wipe it down <laughs> and you'll be amazed not only will it like rehydrate the plastic and shit but you'll notice it'll smell nice so say you're going out on a date you're picking up a girl. She's going to put her purse in a saddlebag. And then you open that saddlebag up, pop, smells like fucking foot. It's not going to get you any kind of play. Now, we can also turn that around because it's 2020. You're a girl. You're going to pick up a guy. He's got to put his purse in the saddlebag. <laughs> Either way, guys, that's why I call it the Axe Body Spray of the motorcycle world. Because not only is it so, it's a household good that people, most people don't use anymore, but it's around. And then it's like, oh, my bike smells like lemons. Better than it smelling like a fart. Just beware. Keep this shit away from your tire surfaces, okay? Or where you put your feet at for foot controls. Because it is kind of slick. So it's like, you don't want to put that shit like armor all on your tires, motorcycle tires, because you lean over. Same principle, guys. That's why I say spray it on the rag, because you have a little bit more control over it. Now, for you like Harley guys that have the big fairings, that's where I like spray it on my fairing. Wipe on, wax on, wax off, Danielson. Wax on, wax off that shit. And like I said, you actually be pretty amazed, especially for you Harley guys with lower fairings. 
your lower fairings won't be as dirty as they normally are because that limon pledge just fucking deflects all that stuff off. Remember, you got to say it like that. But when you gonna say like Target, you got to say limon pledge. So, guys, go to the Tito's toolbox. You'll see a link for two cans of lemon pledge. The link will take you to Amazon. Like I said, I'm not going to try to sell you something and I know somebody's going to be able to sell it to you for a better price for it. So, Go over there. If you can't remember, you're like, what the fuck was Tito talking about? Go to Tito's toolbox and you'll see the Lemon Pledge. And then it got a deal because it's like two cans. So you get one for you, one for your homie for like, I think it's like five bucks or something like that. Something like that. So go check out Tito's toolbox. I hope that helps. Also, Tony and Tiger, my business partner, my friend, my partner, my brother from another mother. All right, mother. Sorry about that. Um, Tongue tied for a second. He, uh, he has started a blog on our website. Okay. I got the, I got the link up on the Facebook page for Moto Dad Tito. But in case you guys are wondering, you go to our homepage, IamPowerSports.com, and you check out the blog post. The blog this week is cleaning and maintenance of your helmet. Guys, I've ridden with some of y'all fools that actually wear helmets. Some of y'all be having some funky ass helmets. And I'm not talking about like that Febreze clean where y'all motherfuckers just spray Axe Body Spray or Febreze up in your shit. <laughs> Remember, guys, that thing goes in your head. How valuable is your head? I mean, it's like the equivalent of like farting in it and then putting it on your head at the same time. You know, like hotbox yourself. Clean your helmet. It's what protects you. It protects your noggin from damage. Make sure the inside, because the longer you let that funk sit in there, the funkier your helmet is. I remember uh, flight helmets from some of my funky guys back in the service where it was like, man, it was brown in there. Shit was some sewer, swamp ass smelling shit. <laughs> I see some of you guys with helmets the same way. Dude, at least spray your shit down with Lysol. But go check out the blog. Tony's got a good blog on helmet maintenance. And you know what's funny? Like, I thought I knew about cleaning helmets because here it is. I'm like, I used to build flight helmets. Here it is. He there was a trick in there uh, that he actually taught me about. I didn't even fucking know. I didn't even have to Google it or anything. So that's the beauty behind this, guys. Between the Tito's toolbox and the monthly blog, we're trying to build the community to not sell you guys crap, but offer something back, give something back, some small tips and tricks, and not only for just for the for the Joes, but for some of the stuff the pros can use too. Because like I said, I never heard of some of the tricks he was using to get bugs off so i am power sports scroll down to the bottom of the homepage. you see tony's blog post for the month okay guys so now here's my kickstands up for the pros okay i'm gonna show my parts guys some love parts guys i know it is getting harder and harder and harder to do your job especially when you're competing online okay but i always talked about being dynamic you guys gotta be dynamic and ask for stuff and this is what i mean by that okay that can go down two-way street ask just simply asking whenever you're parts unlimited drag specialties tucker i think it's not tucker right tucker uh you know supplier western power sports uh you know any of these guys come in ask what kind of deals you get with bulk ordering okay now I know certain customers prefer certain tires and certain dealerships are allowed to buy a certain amount, but I highly suggest you always ask them instead of ignoring them on their weekly visit and being like, oh, I just here to sell me crap. 
always push tire incentives because now dealers, uh, the manufacturers have been coming up with more incentives, more and more, especially with the online game, making it harder for you. Okay. You should definitely consider that. Now, one of the things I used to run into is like Michelin would run a special or Pirelli would run a special. They're like, buy 10 sets, get two free, buy 10 sets, get four free, three free, something I can't speak on, but they always change, but there was always an incentive or a special out there. Now, at least in my area, I know most of the guys run Pirelli's, Diablo Rosso 2's at the time, which I got a set of the new Rosso 3's. Those are coming from my next review, by the way. But here it is. I know what sells in my area, so I would stock up on that. I recently went back to a dealership that I used to frequent. <laughs> like, I actually used to manage the inventory. There's so all like, yo, man, you guys got any of these? Because I'm always going to check my local spot first before I just give my money to Revzilla because I support the local business. But then they didn't even have the tires. And then these guys were telling me, like, they're like, yeah, like pricing is not as it used to be. Because one of the things as a parts guy you can do is you can sit down with your rep, you ask them what kind of incentives, and then bring the cost of your tires down. So some guys look at those tires, oh, those are free tires. I'm going to use those for me. What I always do is I would always take that free tire, say I ordered 12 tires, split my cost up between that because I'm still paying the same price no matter what my invoice, as long as it's cool to your accounting department. Always check, make sure it's cool with their procedures and how they do, but I would explain this process to them. I had to do a couple extra steps for their documentation, but everything matched up because at the end of the day, the product was taken in the inventory and the proper cost was accounted for. I'd rather bring my cost of my tire down maybe by 20 bucks by counting in the two or three free tires that I got than just to be like, I got free tires and it didn't help me any anyways with the other ones. Because when I have to sit there and negotiate with someone that is like, hey, I could get these tires for this price off of Rosilla, at least I didn't lose my ass. And not only that, if I had to give up 20 or $30 in discount, then I was still covered. So there are ways of being dynamic, guys, that can help you out. You know, and then service guys, don't be afraid. If you got a parts guy that, you know, maybe not be as proactive or fully engaged into that part of the process, well, guess what? I know the parts reps come and talk to you guys too. Ask them and then work together as a team. It is really, really easy, guys. I know how it is being in a dealership, okay? It is really easy to be negative and be like, fuck that, that's not my job. I don't get paid for that. But then I look around the industry and I see guys bitching because they're not making a paycheck and they want to be woe as me instead of taking some control and being positive, being like, what can I do to help this? Because they just look at it. What are you doing for me? I think that's one of the things that we've lost in a professionalism is we have to look at what's best for the customer sometimes. But also, if you lie, try to look and see what's best for your own guys. Like, don't be an asshole all the time. <laughs> be willing to work with people. Don't get me wrong. I've been in environments where I've had to work for people that I fucking very much dislike. And I let it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a fucking pompous ass. I let people know that I don't fucking like them. But at the same time, I'm there to make money. Everybody's there to put food on the table for their families so they can go on these trips and spend time and have fun. That's the ultimate goal of everybody. So if that's the ultimate end goal, it's like, yo, let's work together. I don't have to like you. Let's put these differences aside and let's make this money. So service guys, if you got a parts guy that may not be as engaged, well, maybe that's because he doesn't have time because he's overworked. I've run into situations like that before where I've been like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. And here come to find out 
home dude just needed some help with some stuff and i was able to have some knowledge to help him out and then one hand washed the other you know i helped him out with some shit and then he helped me out with some stuff but just being like fuck you that's not my job well, guess what you're gonna get fuck you that's not my job paychecks so now that's wrapping up into my first part of my tips for the pros this week but my second part is a lesson because like i was telling you guys i want to speak from the heart and truthfully about my own life lessons so i know you guys heard in a previous episode this uh this season <laughs> that i very much dislike a rental company and i refuse to name them started with a twisted last name bitch ass but either way uh i had a little you know little difficulty with the way they did business and i just prefer not to do business with them i'm not going to advertise for them anymore but i was sitting there and i saw this instagram post they made and it was like so yuppie because it's obvious they're paying for influencers and they're paying for the authentic blah 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 even though their fucking product is crap so i was like i was like kind of heated i was like man these motherfuckers they got the balls i'm having a shit product to be selling it as fucking caviar even though it's crap you know but I was like, you know what? I've been trying this new thing where it's like feeding the positivity. Positivity always pays off. Being positive is always going to pay off more than being negative. And I used to think that that was bullshit. But it's not. It is not bullshit, guys. And I'll give you the example why. Okay. So I decided to reach out to the company instead of like spitting out venom out there on Twitter or some shit. Because I, I don't even know how to use Twitter still. I think that's what Twitter's for is for beefs. I don't know. But instead of spitting out something negative, I decided to communicate with the company that I did appreciate and did like, and that was writersshare.com, okay? Um, I just sent them a quick DM on Instagram, like, hey, look, you know, you know, explaining some things about my experiences in the industry and whatnot, and I appreciate the product and keep doing a good job. Got a reply back, usually when you get a reply back, it's uh, somebody that's head of marketing or something like that. You're like, oh, thanks, you know, like, oh, like, you know, to do and then go about their day <laughs> but i got a response back and there you know they we started a dialogue i was like this is kind of weird they're like hey do you mind messaging me shoot me an e-. they gave me their email address so we were communicating you know back and forth and it was like hey i hope this is not too far want to you know get a call to talk to you like yeah sure and i found out who it was it was actually the ceo of the company and me and him started communicating and we just talked we talked motorcycles for like an hour and we talked about business and stuff and I'm able to, you know, help out in a way um, as part of also the company is doing consulting work. So I'm able to help out a way. And that's when you learn how small the industry is. OK, but think about this, guys. I went from about to start talking shit to pick a fucking Twitter beef or something with somebody to I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to now take this energy and channel it into being positive. OK, and. What happened was I opened a dialogue. I was able to talk to somebody about motorcycles that are appreciate the conversation, even though we have different experiences in the industry and able to hook him up and line him up with some like minded people. And at the same time, open a relationship business wise yourself. So, guys, when you're in these these negative environments, you're at this dealership you may not like you're working with people that, you know, you may not like you have to flip that around and you got to put out the positive portion of it. The happiest person there may be the guy washing the bike, and that's the motherfucker you need to be hanging out with, because that's the dude that's day is a lot better than everybody else that's sitting around complaining, I'm not making their fucking money, not making a paycheck, but what you learn is these people, all they do is complain, 
and complain and complain. Okay. But then at the same time, you can't turn a blind eye to it either. Like you got to be aware of those people. So you know who to stay away from and do you'll notice putting that positivity out there. It'll fucking come back to you twofold. I'm telling you, I had no guys. I had no intentions when talking, you know, how many people that I DM, how many companies and I get zero squat zilch from them. I don't even get a fucking like back. I don't hear nothing back from them. And that's okay because I got to put myself out there. You got to keep grinding and keep approaching. But just like this will happen, put that positivity out there. Something good is going to come back your way. It's going to come back and it's going to benefit you more. And it's going to build you up. You're going to feel fucking good. Like, holy shit. Here it is. I'm sitting here on a Friday night in Las Vegas, not out fucking partying in my office, talking to this guy for an hour and a half at like nine o'clock at night, going into like 1030 almost and gain a connection off of that. And, you know, was able to, you know, and talk to learn a lot about his business and his struggles that he went through. So if you guys go to the homepage, IamPowerSports.com, there is a link for RiderShare, okay? RiderShare to explain it again, guys, if you have a bike sitting around, put it on RiderShare, make a little bit of money renting it out. I would never say take your devalue your bike and take it down, but you could be flexible in how much you want to rent your bike for. Okay, and learn. It's a learning experience and it's fun because you get to connect with real fucking motorcycle riders. Okay, the way these guys do business, their check in and check out process, super simple. No, they got an app coming up, they got some stuff they're working on. I was talking, you know, like I said, I was talking to the CEO, great guy, good company, working on some big things. And unless I see bullshit, and I'll talk, trust me, I call myself out on bullshit all the time, guys. So unless I see that bullshit, I'll let you know, but as real it is right now, fucking real people. It was it was good to talk to to Guillermo and uh, learn a little bit about his company. And I'm telling you right now, you know, look at look into it. Next time you're thinking about taking a vacation, think about maybe you know one day going for a ride, you and the missus or something like that. Just go out for a little boogie. It's perfect for that. It's cheaper than most of these more expensive guys. And by cheap, I don't mean to devalue it. But when you look at when you go to some of the bigger box uh, motorcycle rental places, one of my former employers, especially if you don't take their $34, $35 a day full protection package on top of the $179 you're paying plus tax plus fee, you're already at like two something a day unless you're renting for more than three days at a time. They make you leave a $5,000 security deposit hold on a credit card. And if you can't do it, then they don't take it. RiderShare is really flexible with their insurance. They're actually insured. They give you the peace of mind as both a renter and an owner of a motorcycle that my, I've just put it this way, I've never felt when I'm renting, even if my bike was go down, I felt like I was okay, no matter what. Like I never want my bike go down, never want anybody to, but I felt comfortable like I was covered and they were gonna do right by me. I did not feel the same, especially when I started talking about the process with the other company. I didn't feel that, I didn't have that level of confidence. And that's a big thing when you're trusting somebody with a motorcycle. It's not Toro, it's not just a car. Motorcycles are special to people, so. Big shout out to RiderShare. Um, and like I said, the power of positivity, guys, you never know, you gotta you gotta put yourself out there sometimes. Get outside your comfort zone and you never know what's gonna happen for you. So that's my tip for the my pros this week. The kickstand's up for the pros. I hope you guys enjoyed that one, all right? Now for my shout outs, uh, guys, I had a listener reach out to me, Matt. I really appreciate it. He dropped me some DMs. 
uh, drop me a couple messages. We're communicating back and forth. And understand, guys, I'm not looking for praise. I really appreciate it. I'm super humbled by the praise. I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for the dialogue in the community and the conversation. It's like a cup of coffee, man. It's like we have this tool at our disposal to talk about anybody we want to talk about about. I want to talk to you guys about motorcycles and hear what your experience is either as a customer and years of riding or riding track and off-road or you guys have been in the industry and may have gotten out or thinking about getting back in. Chase your passion, chase your dream. So Matt, I really appreciate you reaching out and come find out small world guys. Me and Matt worked in the same, we were in the same area, not at the same times. I think we crossed paths a little bit from our conversation, but worked in the Lakeland, uh, Lakeland, Florida area and know a couple of the places that he worked at. It's like, damn, dude, like, I'm telling you, this industry is really, really fucking small, guys. You never know who you're going to talk with. So, Matt, I really appreciate the match, much love and respect to you, buddy. And reach out to me and we can talk anytime you want. So, big shout out there. Also, shout out backcountry expeditions um me and tony are actually tomorrow going to help these guys out they're going to be in our local area doing some skills challenge so i'm going to go help those guys out do some shuttle driving i'm be uh, as i call it i'll be the a team i'll be neil's uh uber driver which i have no problem at all no problem at all look like i said i can look at it like man we should riding or i can look at it as i get to ride along with people that are like-minded and we have a good conversation about motorcycles and I get to learn about people. Wow, talk about living the fucking dream. So, Backcountry Expeditions getting spooled up. I appreciate you, Neil, for bringing me and Tony along for the ride. And I think it's gonna be a fun season for those guys, okay? Really, really, really fun season, looking forward to it. All right, also, like I said, ridershare.com, go check these guys out. Huge shout out to them. And I'm looking forward, like I said, if you want to, get $25 off uh, for your first rental. You go to the IamPowerSports.com homepage. The link is right there below about our story. So our story's there. You'll catch the link. That'll take you straight there. You can get your $25 off a day for your first rental. Guys, I know there's a lot of guys and gals, everybody. All right. I know there's a lot of stuff out there about the coronavirus. I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon to try to sell plays, but I'll say this. Wash your fucking hands. I see everybody losing their minds. They're like buying hand sanitizer and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just I bought some Dow hand soap. I have Dow antibacterial soap all the time anyways because we get tattooed. So we keep antibacterial soap in our house. But just in case I bought like a block of Dow bar soap, like antibacterial soap, it's not a big deal. Wash your fucking hands. Even you grease monkeys, you mechanics out there that don't, I, you know what I'm, I'm talking about? The grunge monkeys, they're like, oh yeah, I got black stuff under my nails. Ugh. And they eat like that. Yo, motherfuckers, wash your hands. You can't make money if you're fucking sick. So don't be stupid. Okay, stupid? Wash your hands. Guys, I'm always humbled. I'm always appreciative of you guys taking your time out to listen to me run my fucking suck. So please 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 don't hesitate send me some feedback send me some love whatever it is tell me to shut up you're gonna hit me up on social medias facebook and instagram is moto dad tito and twitter is moto dad tito 702 just kidding guys it's moto dad tito 702 is the twitter so you can come start a fight with me on twitter if you want because i still have no fucking clue how to use twitter <laughs> and you go check us out moto dad tito on facebook and instagram and please, please, please stop by the webpage, IamPowerSports.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at I am Power Sports. 
and check out the blog, check out the Tito's Toolbox. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Much love and respect. Get out there, get some miles on the road, keep the rubber side down, and I'll see you when I see you. Peace.